0: All right, we're running. We're on. First one. Let me
1: Instagram first.
0: (laughs) Go on, get your story out.
1: Um, It's all about the gram these days, you know.
0: That's the thing I'm excited about. I get so much content out of this because we're going to be able to put teasers up on the IGTV. Probably get, you know, a handful of them per episode, hopefully. As long as we don't get carried away talking shit.
1: I think we'll get carried away.
0: And, um, yeah, that would be good. Um, Planning on putting on YouTube. And iTunes, but I'm still yet to figure that out, so by the time people are hearing this, I will what have
1: mean? What do you mean? Do you well, it's mean not
0: it? as simple as what you think, getting your podcast onto iTunes You've got to go through a various hosting, I'll figure it out Okay But thanks for being my first episode, hole. we've been talking about it for a while um, What do you want to start with?
1: <laughs> what do you want to start with?
0: Why don't we talk about how you and I came to be working together
1: Oh yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Do you want to tell the story about me telling somebody off?
0: Yeah, I do. (coughs) So, Hole and I um, have attended a bunch of seminars or workshops or courses over a number of years and... um, given we're both in Melbourne, it was only probably time till we continued to overlap and I'm a bit of a lone ranger when I go to these things and not the most social person and here I was being a little nerd sitting in the front right-hand corner. Like and the
1: deep front.
0: I was. Yeah, yeah, back turned to everyone. I don't want anyone to fucking see me. Um, <laughs> and I think we will in day two um, and the topic or a, a girl in the class maybe came up and said something about botox or trying to defend it and i just hear this over my back left shoulder that shit is so fucking bad for you (laughs) and i've just i think i was taking a sip out of my tea at the time and i literally nearly spat it on the table because i (laughs) laughed out loud and i thought i fucking like this chick i don't know who it is but i turned around and could kind of recognize you in amongst all the boys and um yeah i had a little giggle over that, and I knew that uh, you and I were going to get along from there, so that was kind of the well, end it of my is Lone Ranger. Yeah, I know. Well, it fucks up your acetylcholine, it's going to give you memory issues. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? It's your there's, area.
1: There's all of that. I mean, we, that's what we're going to be talking about in the uh, seminar coming up that we're doing, but...
0: And shameless plug's going to be um, over and over plugs. today, 7th uh. of September, Taboo Truths, get your tickets now. They're <laughs> in Holly's Instagram bio and mine.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a fun course. There's I didn't think you liked it. No, I hated it. Yeah, but okay. it was well, it, fun? it was fun in the sense of like seeing the ridiculousness of so many people in this industry. You know,
0: mm-hmm. are you including the person who was running the course in that?
1: One hundred percent. yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll leave it there.
0: Yeah, let's leave it there. It's <laughs> probably too early to start name dropping people <laughs> on our first one. So, what else are we doing in the taboo truths hole, and why have we decided to um do this pod, do this um seminar?
1: Well, I think the whole thing is it's like. Yeah, I mean, there's people like that girl mm-hmm. um, at that workshop that we attended who probably don't really understand the consequences that a lot of these, I don't even know what you'd call them. Like,
0: do you think it's just because it's become so common that so people accept common. it as normal?
1: Like these modern day um, things that you need to do in order to look a certain part. And mm-hmm. It's kind of like the modern day freak show.
0: It is Freak Show. It's like the Silverchair Freak Show film clip with that blue alien. People are turning funny.
1: It's weird. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I guess what we're going to be talking about is the consequences Mm of reaching for those. um, I mean, I don't want to disrespect anybody that's done it. No, of course not.
0: We've openly said we're pro-choice everything. Mm. Mm.
1: So, but I think people do need to understand the consequences that things like, Botox or lip injections or, you know, fake breasts or even steroids and stuff like that can have on your health. Yeah,
0: and all the recreational drugs as well because my (laughs) standpoint on it is that um, whether something's legal, illegal, good for you, dangerous, bad, you know what I mean? People are going to do what they want to do and there's Mm -hmm. nothing you can do to stop that. And so rather than the old school approach which has basically been to try and instill fear that if you – dabble in the dark arts of any kind you're Mm. going to derail your entire life and weed is a gateway drug and ruddy ruddy rah and you're being educated by a bunch of school teachers that have probably not even done it themselves so Mm. um as i said people are going to do what they want to do so at least let's give the um you know the society the chance to make those decisions armed with a little bit of information from people that have mm. been there and done that themselves. And yeah. I'm not ashamed of that. I don't hide behind it and, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. neither do I. No. I mean, there's so many things that we'll be going through on the day, maybe even today in the podcast. Mm. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to use – like, let's just use recreational drugs as an example. First mm. and foremost, marijuana is not a drug, okay? It's oh. a herb. Sure. So that's one thing, but let's talk about like, um, you know, cocaine and like maybe more of the heavy drugs, mm-hmm. amphetamines, etc. Right. There are still things that you can do to, um, offset the, uh, biochemical damage to, mm-hmm. to your body. If you do decide to use a lot of these things, mm-hmm. right. That nobody knows. Sure. Okay. So like. Um, and this is sort of jake carter's domain and he'll be sort of spearheading the conversation at our seminar but you know even things like glutathione or yep. vitamin c mm-hmm. or b vitamins right um to help your methylation processes ala, ALA yep like phosphatidylserine like <clears throat> any phospholipids so but how many people who go out on a weekend and smash gear yeah then go home and they're like you know what? I'm going to take 10 milligrams of vitamin C. <laughs>
0: I'm to calm down. It's fucking Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the Westgate.
1: Yeah. You know, I've got to take some glutathione. Glyoph- no one does that. Um, yeah. And, and, I, th-
0: and th- I think the people that like, uh, like we've discussed in our seminars already and just in our own conversations, things like that are wired up to be helpful like 5-HTP mm. is basically fucking useless.
1: I actually had a girl private message me the other day on Instagram because I talk a lot about my own journey sure uh, a lot of the time and one we'll of my talk more
0: about that in, a in a
1: minute. Yeah. But uh, one of my biggest cruxes is sleep.
0: Yep. Um,
1: as you know. <laughs> um but yeah she sort of private messaged me and said, Oh you should try five HTP. Um
0: oh which, so she's given you advice yeah, yeah yeah
1: which was great. That's fine. Like I'm all four people touching base with me. Sure. But I sort of had to say like yeah but these are all the reasons why I wouldn't use a like you know it really is super dependent on your intestinal health and mm-hmm. you know certain enzymes will convert it into excitatory and i think we could both
0: sit here and agree that most people's intestinal gi tract is fairly compromised exactly given that they're alive in 2019
1: yeah exactly i mean including you and i
0: yeah 100 right. we've been down, we've been looking into that recently Let's i leave. just
1: um made jack do his poo test
0: I was just going to say, let's leave that. But, yeah, I had to <laughs> shit into a plastic Tupperware and then with my rubber gloves sifted out. The actual, the tubes came, it was very um, considerate of them. They come with a little shovel in, <laughs> yeah. in, in the lid, which made it a little bit easier. But I'm a bit of a fairy when it comes to the bad smells. So even though it was my own um, doing, <laughs> I'm glad it's not something that's on the regular Imagine routine. Imagine if that was your job. That's what I was thinking about. Like getting a kid. Like I'm a, you know, I'm a bit of a left field late bloomer science, you know, interest. But I can't imagine being so passionate from a school age and (laughs) wanting to go down that science path. That that's where I wanted to end up. You know, it's a strange thing to want to end up doing testing poo. Mm. Good on them. Do you reckon they were full? Like they'd have to be pretty ghost busted, covered up.
1: One hundred (laughs) percent.
0: Yeah. um we hopefully, fast. yeah hopefully i get those results though in the next few <laughs> days and then what what is the process with um analyzing them because that's obviously what i'm getting you to do
1: um so it's pretty similar to like regardless of the pathology or um testing methodologies that you use mm-hmm. some places are obviously going to be way more comprehensive yep. than other places mm-hmm. um but with that comes a lot of cost um so the place that i use i think it's a pretty fair price would you say it was 180
0: Nah, i think it was two it was under 250
1: it was under 250 which i think is a pretty fair i price. think that's really
0: good yeah. like in comparison to like we'll talk in a second about what other tests we think are actually mm. valuable and what ones you've used and what i've used in the past as well but um <coughs> and what you think's yeah beneficial and, and the price of some of them for example igg and iga tests. i used to get some of them done with my clients and they're about an oh. 800 test really yeah they're crazy
1: well, on bloods?
0: Yeah, if you're getting, that was oh. the 150, you could get 150 foods or you could get 300 foods. And the 300 foods was around $700. And it's a fair process because they were uh, sending it to Sydney. Sydney sent it to Germany. Germany spun the blood and they sent the results back to me.
1: But even on that, right, yeah. your, because um, I'm just going to go off on a rant here, yeah, cool. but you've opened the door. So I'm going to take it. So <laughs> I think
0: I know where you're actually going to go because that's why I don't do them anymore.
1: Okay. Yeah. So like your lymphocytes, which are a, part of your immune system mm-hmm. they help to regulate um histamine response in the body sure. which plays a role in food intolerances mm-hmm. okay so
0: um that's basically what it is your body's kicking off cortisol response via histamine yeah
1: yes mm. right so um that can change every 28 days so food food intolerance testing isn't necessarily i mean yeah it's going to give you some information that you probably already know to be honest. Well, yeah, it's
0: exactly it. I, I just jump straight to the change. conclusion or remove the foods that are going to be causing yeah. insult to the gut in the first place, which you shouldn't be fucking eating. Yeah, But the issue that I found with the IgG and IgA test is that you would get quite a biased result because obviously if somebody's doing that test, generally they're symptomatically have problems, which means yeah. they're going to have a level of gut permeability. And if those holes in that mucosal lining of the stomach has been building over years from a chronic issue Mm. then many not so much contributing foods to the inflammation process are coming up on your test correct but really there's probably only a couple in there that are doing the right damage but it's now allowing lots of these small particles to escape the gut and cause you know inflammation and that could be seen on the skin Right. So, lot. I saw you post just the other day about a chick you've been helping out, and her skin has changed. In how long was it? Like two weeks. Two weeks. And people don't understand this connection between the gut and the skin, and the gut and the brain.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you know, using her as an example, she when she came to me, she part of her my process with my clients is they obviously have to fill out a pretty comprehensive questionnaire, mm-hmm. and um, one of the how
0: long cl- does that take for the client?
1: Oh. Maybe 15 minutes, yeah, 20 okay. minutes. Yeah. Not I'd, too bad.
0: Yeah, I'd say mine's probably longer than I reckon. But that's good. Yeah, it needs to be. I think you've got a problem play, if you're not getting asked questions, you know.
1: 100%. But she sort of stated, oh, I'm sort of gluten-free, right?
0: Isn't everyone?
1: <laughs> Isn't everyone? And I, when I spoke to her on the initial consult, you mm. know, I had to get her to understand that you cannot be sort of gluten-free, Yeah. right? Because like it stays in your system for a long time. A right? long time, mm. a long time. Um, but yeah, coming back, I don't know how we got there, but coming back to the stool testing, (laughs) um, (laughs) Um, what we look at, so basically the reason for that is it's going to give you a pretty good, um, idea of
0: what's going on. Why don't we give them a background on why I've actually gone down and done that in the first place. So essentially I went to Thailand in June, 2018 for a training camp before I fought, we were going to drink. Um, and I brought back a bug with me, which maybe was a parasite, I don't know, but I spent four days, I went from went from feeling absolutely fine to like hot swells, sweats, body aches, excruciating pain, under the duna, freezing cold in beanie socks, everything I could possibly be wearing and then woke up in the middle of the night sweating my ass off and didn't eat until the Friday morning and then fought on the weekend, but I was forced to cave and went to the doctor on the Wednesday who gave me a just a fucking atomic bomb of antibiotics Mm -hmm. to try and wipe it out quick without any testing without any testing and um, but you know I was between a rock and a hard place you know I really wanted to fight I didn't want to pull out and you know I did what I did and um, since then I've actually uh, yeah I hadn't taken antibiotics in years before that Mm. and since then I've continued to fall with the flu and Mm. sick bronchitis whatever it may be a number of times and again you know I, I stuck out the um bronchitis and chest infection for a good four weeks before i again caved and had mm. to have another dose of antibiotics and i can just you know i've been sort of paying attention to this stuff for a long time that i'm intuitive to know that there's something not right in my gut so hopefully we can find out that i've uh, eliminated bugs that i do need there or have allowed for the overgrowth of ones that i don't want there
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's just – it's all um, interrelated, right? So you can't – the idea that you would get consistently immunocompromised in the um, sense of a flu or bronchitis or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be and to say that that's got nothing to do with the rest of your body is a pretty ignorant statement, right? Which is what we're told. Yeah. Okay?
0: But antibiotics don't discriminate.
1: No. No. They don't discriminate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, in your case, but definitely in the case to anybody who's listening, for me it's like if you've got any level of red f- – I just call those red flags. Like a bronchitis, yeah, that's like a red that flag. Yeah, I like
0: I use it as well. Yeah. They're warnings. Know? It's like when people get to 40 and they're like, fuck cancer, where'd that come from? It's like, mate, you've had red flags for 25 years.
1: Bro, how many – like this is a bit controversial, but let's just throw it
0: out there. That's what this is all about. It's <laughs> fuck you. on from the jungle.
1: <laughs> how – do you know how many red flags your body would have had to have given you until you got diagnosed with cancer? Mm. Like, and you've just either ignored them, right? Yeah. Or, unfortunately, have had the wrong intervention.
0: And, again, you place. don't want to just sit there when someone's come and told <clears throat> you that they've just found out they go cancer and be like, well, you're a fucking idiot. You should no. have known. It's not like that at all. No, no, We're completely no, no, no. sympathising with this. It's no good trying to fix what's already done, you know what I mean? Correct. um, Hopefully what we can do is create some awareness Awareness. that people are going to start listening to their body, you know?
1: Yeah, it's the whole system. It's Mm. like, you know, you should be working within your body and listening to your body and, you know, hearing the feedback that it's giving you because...
0: It's an exponential snowball.
1: mm, Correct. Mm. Um, But, yeah, and like, you know, red flags, that could be depression. Mm -hmm. That can be anxiety. That could be dermatitis or and bronchitis that could be, and that
0: could just be a gut issue
1: or it could be constant bloating okay. or you know one day constipation next day diarrhea next day it's fine these are all red flags that many many people have for many 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 years okay um and i just feel like the current system sort of suggests that we should just accept that
0: yeah, it's again, it's sort of almost like the Botox thing and the implants are because of how common it is now. Yeah, that it's considered normal to have depression and it's normal normal to be on Zoloft or whatever the fuck that's called and yeah. the SSRIs just circulating that
1: yeah around your brain
0: rather than building it because again we've spoken about the gut already a few times and you know it's be almost becoming the new popular topic to talk about I think in the health mm. world but we know. There's such a connection between the gut and the brain and they communicate through mm. the vagus nerve. And that's why that if somebody, you know, you're walking in a dark night and someone jumped out and gave you a fright, you know, you feel your stomach fall out your ass. Like that's your gut and head communicating, you know, on a very simplistic mm, level of understanding. But um, but
1: even but even with the um, acceptance that digestive health is important, yep. maybe more so than ever before, like you said.
0: <clears throat> because we've got more stress... And when I'm talking about stress too, it's not just emotional. we got stress from the foods that we're eating, from the environment that we exist in, from the financial pressure that we're under, from the Wi-Fi and the Bluetooth that we're sitting in constantly that we don't feel stressed by, but that shit's having an impact on our of body. Course. And from an evolutionary point of view, technology has advanced well beyond the pace of what human evolution has. Mm-hmm. So it, we can't keep up with it. We still don't really know what's going on. No, you know? exactly.
1: Um but yeah, but even to the point of gut health becoming more common, even within that, I just don't think people are still doing it justice because it still becomes this or take this for that model, right? Like even in the eastern medicine world, it's like use this herb for that problem. Mm. It's like but
0: Yeah, I've you're got not a, made out of herbs, yeah. you know,
1: like what are you fundamentally doing which is fucking up your body? Yeah. Do you eat well for a long period of time?
0: Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Do you sleep well for a long period of time? Probably not.
0: Do you drink enough water? Correct. That's the first call of order. Like, Nearly well, everyone's simple, like.
1: Simple, simple shit. Just drink your fucking water. Right? Like, um, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the, the bottom of that pyramid is food, oxygen, hydration, movement.
0: Hundred percent. You can survive a while without food. You can survive a couple of days without water, maybe, but you're gonna die within minutes without oxygen. Yeah. That's and that right. is the source of life. That's right. Have you seen that documentary on Netflix? It's a part series. Will Smith narrates it. It's called Life. Oh no. I think. I think it's called Life. Okay. Either way, it's, okay. it's amazing. You have to watch it. Okay. What's okay, about oxygen? A lot of it. You'll say. Just watch it. <laughs> okay. Let's let's not get on too many <laughs>
1: tangents. Um but yeah, so I mean from, from a coaching perspective, yep. um, and also how I live my life now. Because I certainly, I think you could probably relate as well. Like I think when you start to get really heavily down um, becoming a great health professional, sure. let's call ourselves, mm-hmm. you sort of do start to get stuck into that rabbit hole of everybody's got to get bloods and everybody's got to get a stool test and you've got to take 50 billion supplements and this is the only way. But then, because I went into that and now I've come out of it. And yeah, I'm I've like, done that. And right?
0: I'm now almost...
1: The opposite. To the contrary. Right? But now it's kind of like, yeah, okay. Like someone like yourself is a great example. You do all the right things, you train, you eat well, and you're still having issues. So that would be a good time to actually test what's going on. But how many of these people who are jump the gun. It's like, are you fucking eating well Mm. for six months? It's almost
0: (laughs) that 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 reminds me of the analogy that I use. Yeah. That reminds me of the analogy I use about detox. Okay, good. Okay. I love this analogy. Yeah, because if <coughs> you don't remove the foods that are causing toxic load or the um, products and the environmental things that are causing the load and you're trying to detox, then you're, it's, it's like you're... Fuck off. It's <laughs> like you're trying to paint your walls while they're burning down, okay? Or cleaning up the flood in your laundry before you've turned the water off, okay? It just doesn't work that way. It's the exact same thing with your gut health, you know? Yeah. what do you, If you don't um, remove the things that are causing insult and stress... For a while. Yeah, f- for, for a long a time. Because think about it. They, again, like people have been fucking their body up for 20 years. Correct. And then they come and see you and they want results in four <clears throat> weeks. Unfortunately, yeah. that like it, it's got momentum, you know, we need to just try and get that ball to stop rolling in the wrong direction mm-hmm. for a while and let your body remind or remember <laughs> what it feels like to be treated well. Yeah. And often when I've found, um, you know, without doing the testing, for example, like IgGs mm-hmm. and IgAs, is that I will do an initial consult with someone Mm -hmm. and I'll go through the questions of food sensitivities. Do you have any food sensitivities, allergies or things that you're aware of? And they'll say no. And then, so we'll go into a really low inflammatory sort of borderline keto slash paleo style diet just to get inflammation under control and sort of create some metabolic flexibility in that initial period. And then I'll reintroduce some things. It might Mm. be just something as simple as oats. Mm. And all of a sudden, they're like, boom. boom. It's like you've taken it away. Mm. And now when you put it back in, they've had this realisation. And my understanding of that, and this could Mm. be completely wrong, but this is me just connecting hypothetical dots, is that the body down regulates its sensitivity to constant stimulus. Mm -hmm. So if you're consistently eating something on a daily period, at the end of the day, your body doesn't want to be suffering and want to be in pain, so it probably... breaks down that – yeah, exactly. It's an adaptation response. And now when you take it away and put it back in, it's a bit raw again, you know?
1: Yeah, well, it's – you know, and then what's so funny in that situation is they go – what tends Mm. to happen is the client will say, see, now you've made me intolerant to gluten.
0: Oh, I've never had that before. Bullshit, you've had that.
1: (laughs) I've had that more than once. But what needs to be Uh, understood –
0: Look at my face. I'm (laughs) shocked.
1: Um, Is that the only way to become intolerant – to food is to consistently consume it.
0: See, I did that to myself when I was a young lad with chicken breast.
1: Oh, okay. Because Bodybuilder style. Bodybuilder style.
0: <coughs> Dickhead style. Didn't know what did I was doing. Did you have it with broccoli? Hey. Were you having
1: it with broccoli? F-
0: vegetables.
1: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: This is how bad you I was. You were a
1: full bodybuilder. Yeah,
0: I, I went from being a kid who ate like eight wheat beaks with raw sugar on them and milk. Then I'd have sandwiches at school and, you know, Bowl of pasta with cheese when I got home, and then I'd have dinner, and there'd be all sorts in between that. I could eat whatever I want. I was a pretty active kid, um, but then when I first started looking into the world of nutrition, my approach to the nutrition wasn't healthy. It was what do I eat to get big because that's right. what I was interested in as a sixteen-year-old right. boy. So I just started eating a kilo of chicken every day with brown rice and barbecue sauce. It's just too funny. And after three months, <laughs> I still to this day can't do don't it. digest chicken very well. <laughs>
1: 'Cause the thing is it's like when you have way too much of it, that's what y because you're you reacting to intoler- the protein. Yeah, of course. Or whatever whatever it might be. Mm. Well, it's always going to be a protein, isn't yeah. it? Like in gluten it's a protein as well. But um yeah, it's just so funny because people have this perception where it's like, Oh no, but I don't want to become intolerant, so I don't want to cut it out for too long.
0: I can't even connect the dots on where that's coming from, you know? Like I'm trying to be objective.
1: Well at least you are. I'm not. No. Nah. Um,
0: yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so why is what? Let's talk about why <laughs> gluten is so bad. Uh, because okay. it's in everything.
1: It's in everything. Nearly. Everything. You know, even it's in meat.
0: Okay. So, but I've never heard that before.
1: Because you are what you eat eats.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah, of course. When we look at the meat thing, like, fuck, okay, here we are jumping onto another one, but we're talking about the <laughs> vegan debate already. And, wow, well, can know, I just say something yeah, before go. you say
1: that? So, you know, the, coming back to that, girl that i shared the skin transformation with yes i got a lot of dms sure right oh my god how did you do it just a side note the only way it wasn't anything to do with me (laughs) she did all the work yeah of course and all she did was go paleo
0: you just told her where the shock
1: okay so she removed anti-inflammatory foods but one of the dms was from a girl who was pretty keen to work with me because of that skin result
0: and i said you haven't had a heap well, I, I had a yeah. quite,
1: a f- yeah, I had quite a few, but um, she was pretty keen, so I said, "Oh, this is the process. Like, you know, follow my website, blah blah." But then I um, thought, I'll jump on her profile, have a look at what she does. And the first, and this isn't like, this isn't to belittle or discriminate or anything like that. But the first thing was vegan activist, right, mm-hmm. in her bio.
0: Why do they have and to I identify that? that? Because <laughs> I don't put meat eater in mine.
1: Well, maybe it should.
0: Why? 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 That's the problem with veganism that they care about it so much emotionally that it becomes exactly a part of their identity, and then then, they can't hear reason.
1: Correct. So then I'm thinking, but that's probably why you have skin issues.
0: Mm -hmm. Well,
1: but but like you just said, it's hard to hear reason when you're attached to a certain. Ideology, and that
0: goes beyond just veganism. That goes for all types of diets, whether yeah. it be keto, paleo, calories Atkins, in, calories, calories in, out. If it fits your <laughs> macros, it's it's the thing is that people they try something, they get results with it because all of those things work short in a term. sense on yeah. their own short term. Agreed, and then because it has worked for them, they form that emotional attachment. Then they become very convincing in their, you know, encouragement to others to yeah. partake. Well, in I same was vegan. Yeah, I know.
1: I was fucking crazy. Like, full-blown.
0: Well, you're crazy now and you're not vegan, <laughs> so I can't imagine what you were like when you were... I mean, were. that
1: day when I told the Botox girl... Um, were you girl, vegan
0: then? No. Okay.
1: So, I mean, that just goes to show yeah. what I would have been like.
0: And, well, yeah, because, I mean, your meat builds the amino acids that are responsible for building the neurotransmitters in your brain, so the brain chemicals and how you think and act and behave and radi mm. ratty ra So, There's one without all them...
1: Yeah, you're in a lot of trouble. I mean, the thing is like um, looking at neurotransmitters and plant-based diets, Yeah. acetylcholine, I mean, like you said, all of them are biogenic, so which means they're amino acid dependent, but acetylcholine is the one neurotransmitter which we can basically regenerate through nutrients quite efficiently.
0: Sure.
1: But it relies on phosphatidylserine and phosphatidylcholine, which are phospholipids that you get pretty much only out of seafood. Okay. Mm. Or brains, but yep. like most people don't eat brains. Um, <coughs>
0: Have you ever eaten brains? Once. What brain?
1: I think it was a sheep brain. What was it like? Not great.
0: I can't imagine. It was pretty scrambled. Uh, <laughs> so it like fallen <laughs> apart.
1: And then we literally put it in the pan, and just cooked it with butter and herbs.
0: That's some real Hannibal Lecter. <clears shit.
1: clears throat> yeah, I actually ate. Um, I ate like. A, oh, I don't shit. know if I should say this. No, do it. Well.
0: You ate a testicle. <laughs> A bull's testicle.
1: That would be quite chewy, I would imagine. My
0: old man's eating bull's testicles. What? Yeah, I think. I might be lying. I'm pretty sure he
1: has. That is wild. No. I We got a cow in a farm. Yeah. By God, I mean killed. And <laughs> <Murderer>. <laughs> um, it's how I get my meat now. So I think that's a much more sustainable and um, uh, what's the word ethical way of doing it. But um, <clears throat> I ate some of the liver, right? And I we just chopped it and pan fried it. And like that texture, slimy. Like, oh, it's just the texture. It's kind of.
0: Could you like blend it and mince it? Pate is fine. Yeah, but like, I love pate. I've eaten pate since I was a kid. Oof. Yeah, no, that's heavy.
1: Heavy. Anyway, back to phospholipids. Um, if you're vegan, Mm. right, because you're not consuming those foods, but acetylcholine is so important and fundamental to um both your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system. Your brain tissue is really rich in serine and choline. So what will happen is your own brain tissue will start to break down in order to uh, regenerate the acetylcholine.
0: It's almost like gluconeogenesis.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Mm. But that's obviously going to have a shelf life to it.
0: Well, yeah, you're going to run out of the – Your uh, own brain tissue. Yeah, exactly.
1: Which is why a lot of plant-based dieters after the sort of first 12 months will get a lot of cognitive issues like brain fog, memory and there's loss. there's a lot of issues
0: with B vitamin deficiencies. And <coughs> there's a huge connection there with predictions for Alzheimer's and dementia and –
1: Oh, yeah. like because of the B vitamins? Yeah. Yeah. That's not surprising. No. So, I mean, look. Well, we could you and I could talk about many aspects of uh, plant-based dieting beyond health today. Yeah, we'll
0: keep that on another. We
1: might keep that on another. Uh, we'll
0: do a specific one to both sides of the debate.
1: Okay, that's we good. good We could
0: do ethical, the um, agricultural perspective, and also, well, there's one more. It's in that
1: Sustainable book. Sustainable, of the vegetarian myth. Yeah, good book. God, she's so good. It
0: was so refreshing to hear a vegan speak fact.
1: Right? Well, she's not anymore. No,
0: no. <laughs> but it's a bit like Chris Cresser. Yeah. I love Chris Gresser.
1: He's amazing. The one thing I sometimes I'm like, come on, bro, is like he loves just running. And like, I don't know if he eats much. Well, running, well,
0: running's, yeah, running's not actually very good for you on a long distance. Like, marathon runners aren't healthy.
1: Well, you're, you're, you're the guy, the guru with the movement stuff. So do you want to, I mean, I can, I can talk training.
0: Nah, it's, gonna it's gonna get boring <laughs> we'll, we'll stay we'll stay on nutrients and whatever else we're talking about um,
1: well we can talk nutrients and and training okay because the thing is like you know um, one of my clients is Taylor Harris who's a AFLW player and also a pro boxer she's actually fighting next Wednesday she's had a
0: few injuries yeah
1: well yeah so she has hamstrings um, no she did a PCL mm-hmm. in the grand final um, and she has like hypermobile. Joints.
0: It's quite common amongst women.
1: The hypermobility. Yeah, and it's just yeah. as
0: dangerous as port mobility in a way.
1: Super dangerous, right? So mm. she dislocates her shoulders all the time. Ugh. But here's the thing though, and like she won't mind me talking about this because she's on board now. Cool. <laughs> it's taken a while. But um, all of your joints, right? So if you're having consistent injuries yeah. and you're doing all the right things from a rehab perspective, mm-hmm. okay, and it's not improving... It's not a biomechanical problem. Sure. That's where I'm at. Yeah. It's a biochemical issue.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: what is going on with the nutrients that is coming into your body that is not allowing your body to heal properly? What's going on there?
0: Is she eating the right nutrients? She
1: wasn't eating enough. hmm like she literally – and she'll admit this. Because that
0: could sometimes be a problem too when we – let's bring it back to the gut. It's not what you eat. It's what you absorb. So Correct. people may be eating all the right things on the surface, but if you're not actually absorbing and assimilating those nutrients, then you're not ending up with the finished product.
1: Correct. And so she was chronically under-eating because yeah. she literally – like pro-athlete, she trains like six hours a day. And she's two she, she does two different sports. Boxing, and yeah. right. Which are
0: both extremely high output, high
1: output stuff, right? Um,
0: <clears throat> she'd need her carbs,
1: yeah. But she wasn't like she barely ate anything, and then when she did eat, it was not great. But even
0: with a pro as a pro athlete, there, that's the exact same issue that exists in Gen Pop. Like ninety percent of the clients that I take on mm. are under eating,
1: exactly. Yeah. But that's my point to like how many of your clients have had you know any form of chronic. Pain problems like, oh, chronic. I've just got really bad, really tight lower back, or I've got a bit of shoulder issues, or so I can't do a barbell squat, or whatever it might be. But it's like, Jenny, if you've had a fucking shoulder issue Mm. for two years, guess what? It's not a shoulder issue.
0: No. And again, it's not
1: biomechanics at that point.
0: And people need to take that shit a little bit more serious. Chronic pain is a consistently chronically elevated cortisol and inflammation. Cortisol is the. The number one thing that's going to suppress your stomach acid Mm. being that it's the hardest thing for the body to produce, and then all of a sudden we're looking at nutrient absorption issues, which we just touched on about Mm. not what you eat, it's what you absorb. Yeah, and now you've got nutrient deficiencies, which is going to lead to inflammation. It could lead to depression. It could lead to further injuries. It could lead Mm -hmm. to all sorts of stuff. So you got to start to look at it. Oh, just because it's my shoulder. You know, yeah, don't, well, don't look, neglect these things.
1: Correct. Well, you know, you look at synovial fluid.
0: These are the is, red flags.
1: These are the red flags. You know, synovial fluid, which is the lubrication of your joints. Yep. Three nutrients it's incredibly reliant on. Zinc, proline and glycine. Mm-hmm. Where do you get those from?
0: Meat. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know? And then what do you need in your stomach in order to absorb meats, proteins, Properly.
0: Well you need HCL and you need zinc. Correct. So you need zinc to produce HCL and you need HCl to produce and zinc or to absorb zinc. So they work hand in hand.
1: hand. And what hormone depletes HCL more than anything? Cortisol. Correct. And how many people have stress issues? Everybody, because exactly. you're
0: alive <laughs> in 2019. Even if so your life's dandy, you know, you're stressed because you're in fucking Wi-Fi and got your peace on you all the time yes. and eating processed foods.
1: And then so how many of those people, and this isn't to dis modalities. But how many people are absolutely robotic yep. and subservient and going, I'm just going to go to the physio once a fortnight and that's, that's what I have to do. And, my view and I'm going to do it for two years and oh, get no return on investment but I'm going to keep going.
0: My take on it is that – And
1: then keep eating your macas or whatever it might be. You know, fuck. Yeah. Like,
0: uh, my take on it is that we're tied into this, um, this world of privilege. Like, we are in a Western world where it is taken for granted that we have Western medicine available. Don't get me wrong, if you're in a trauma accident hit by a car, there's no place you'd rather be than a Western hospital.
1: Oh, 100. I'm not going to call my Chinese doc. Yeah, but... (laughs) Hey, bro, I just lost a limb. Come
0: put a fucking acupuncture (laughs) needle in me. But um, the, the fact that we have all this so readily available and we've been born into that environment and that even on a further scale now that if, if you want something to eat you order uber eats if mm. if you want to find a companion you go on tinder or mm. instagram everything is instant you want to put a movie on you go to netflix you used to have to go to the movies and wait for that time yeah. like everything has become instant gratification and that goes as far as now people are just so impatient that they've become short-sighted so that's like i've got a headache oh, what am i going to do they have a panadol yes but Rather than questioning, well, why do I have a headache? Mm. Okay. It could Did be, it could be a number water? of things. Could it be just hydration? Yeah. Okay. And the amount of people that are just on the simplest thing, like that's your first call of water, drink, drink, drink enough I water. Know. You know, like there should be no real excuse. If you can't be accountable to your water drinking, then you're probably not going to be a client of mine. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well, basically what you're saying is that there's a lack of personal responsibility.
0: Yeah, and just lack of foresight and thought as to why these things are happening, and rather than just going straight to solution mode, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean I hundred percent agree, but you, but then the question is why? Like, why do we have a society now, which is I would probably say titled,
0: 90, yeah ninety percent
1: of ninety percent of Westerners, or let's say Australians, we will keep yep. it relevant, um, are, like blindly faithful to. Giving their health to somebody else to fix, yeah. What? It's so weird. It's yeah. such a weird. I, I don't get it.
0: Maybe because <laughs> it's like,
1: would you give your money to a financial professional who was in debt?
0: No, nah, I say that all the time. You wouldn't take financial advice from a broke bastard, and you're not going to take fitness advice from someone who's overweight and you know unhealthy.
1: Yeah. Do you know There's that, a few of them out there? Well, I don't know about you, but for me. The majority of people who come and see me are doctors, nurses, like shift workers. Yeah, I've had some doctors,
0: or have had some doctors. I'm not actively with anyone at the moment, but
1: you know, it's kind of like, and I'm not dissing doctors. I mean, I've just gone back to uni, as you know, far out, man.
0: Yeah, you got your work cut out for you. i huh? got
1: my work. Cu- I'm like, this is just a bachelor of science I'm doing. I mean, I could only imagine what biomedicine's like, but you know, kudos to them. Mm. But the thing is, it's like if they're not walking the talk, um, what, why, <laughs> yeah. why, why are you listening to their their advice when you visibly see me or visibly see you who clearly walk the talk? Yes, but you're going to challenge us. It's so weird. Yes. And all I'm fucking asking you to do <laughs> is to eat.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not saying take this really toxic uh, pharmaceutical drug which. You might get better, maybe. I'm just saying. Eat but then that real comes food. with a whole
0: host of <laughs> complications and risks as well, and side mm. effects that then often get treated with another medication.
1: Yeah, but somebody is more likely to listen to that advice blindly.
0: Yeah.
1: Then go. Oh yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna try this real food thing. See how I go.
0: You're gonna get me started on conspiracies and shit. Okay. No, I don't want to though. That's Why? Because it's. I, I'm not armed for it today. Okay, okay. But but everybody's just so obsessed with right or wrong and they have their faith in complete rightness into a government.
1: Yeah, but what's that about? Like where did that – so it's the power of money. Power of money. Yeah. That's what we're up against.
0: And then <laughs> there's, you know, the pharmaceutical companies and the Western healthcare system and the government, they're all very
1: – Well, I don't know what – I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm probably paying a really, really bad picture of it all. Like you said, you can't discredit everything doctors are doing. It's just – it's probably like anything, you get a bad bunch.
1: Yeah, well, you get bad PTs.
0: Yeah, you get really bad. There's oh, a lot of bad PTs.
1: Lot. But they don't. But see, here's the thing, though. They don't last. No. Just, they just literally don't last in the industry. Or
0: well, they're the one in good life that's charging 50 a session to try and undercut everyone exactly. by just to get the shit kickers. And
1: you know business. what? If you pay cheap, you get cheap.
0: 100%. It's like anything in this world.
1: So, you know, but there's an expectation, on. I feel... On people like you and I who don't charge cheap. Mm -hmm. But there's an expectation like, oh, you cost too much. It's like, no.
0: So what are we going to do about fixing that hole?
1: What, you want me to drop my prices?
0: No, 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 (laughs) no. About fixing the bad bunch of PTs. Uh, Do you want to share that?
1: Well, oh, about training? Mm. Well, you can share it.
0: Yeah, well, that's part of Jungle <laughs> HQ. I mean, you might be wondering what Jungle HQ is other than the podcast. But we've got the gym downstairs underneath us. Mm. Um, very, very nice. It's going to be sick. I've mm. got 18 leg pieces <laughs> on order. There's 10 back pieces. Um, it's all in the custom green with the Jungle HQ embedded in it. And um, the polished concrete floors are there because you can spit shit, spew and swear and I don't give a fuck. That's what this place is about. Oh, is that and the vibe? That's it. That's the vibe. Okay. It's – uh. Radical acceptance of individuality and you express yourself through the form of exercise and whatever that sounds or looks like, Mm. I'm into it.
1: Mm. I like that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the, but yeah, the tension? I mean,
0: we're going to be doing, um, we're doing our seminars obviously, but then I think the long term goal that we've discussed is that we would love to, um, put together a personal training certification to teach out of this place mm. um, because that's where I, my passion very much lies and I think that's why you and I have clicked because we are on that same wavelength mm. that it's not just about the individual anymore because I'm under the realisation that we have a bottleneck as individuals of how many people we can reach and the reality is we need a bigger bigger network of awesome people to, um, to be able to pass on the same messages you know and I think if we can better the qualification and the certification of personal training to people doing that, mm. then, um, you know, we could be on something pretty cool there. Be, you know, I, I envision it already, you know. I always, mm. you know, it seems a long way away, but that's how your ideas work, work and mm. form. It all feels a bit overwhelming, but, you know, I, I've got this – thing in my head that in like two years time would be so cool to hear that people are going oh you did your personal training certification at jungle hq well i'm qualified jungle yeah i'm I'm jungle (laughs) hq qualified so i'm gonna that's why you're getting a job that's why (laughs) they're in the higher pay bracket because people know that those trainers have been taught what they really need to know yeah not just a big comprehension exercise that is kind of irrelevant i hate the calories in calories out and the the if it fits your macros probably annoys me more. Don't. because if you like, I get the appeal of it. Like it works short term, just like all the others. Mm-hmm. But if you and I were clones of one another mm-hmm. and we were in the same composition to start with, and then for a three month period, we sat down and we we worked out our macros. Okay, we're going to have two hundred grams of protein. We're going to do four hundred grams of carbs, and we're going to do eighty grams of fats. Mm. Whatever it may be, it doesn't really matter.
1: That sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, but... (laughs) 400 grams of carbs.
0: I got my... What did I say? 200 grams of protein, (laughs) 400 grams of carbs, 90 grams of fats from McDonald's cheeseburgers, (coughs) the apple pie, Mm. and whatever else from McDonald's. And that that was how I got my calories in. Right. And you got yours in from sweet potatoes, rices, um, all the micronutrients from your green cruciferous vegetables Mm. and um, organic grass-fed beef, Mm. which is pretty much what you're doing. Mm. You and I are not going to look the same in three months' time despite us being genetically identical. And we're certainly not going to feel the same and we're certainly not going to have the same blood markers. Okay, so... It just doesn't work like that. It's the quality of petrol that you're putting into the tank, you know yeah. what I mean? So those micronutrients are so responsible for all those enzymatic processes that are occurring in your body 24-7. And then at the same time, we're looking at the inflammatory markers of those foods that's in McDonald's with the, with the gluten, with the preservatives, with the mm. poor quality meat that's been grain-fed and used pesticides on the lettuce. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, it, the list goes on, but... We're going to be in a very, very different place. So if it fits your macros, really shits me when you see people there eating their fucking donuts. And don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. I can smash donuts and you never <coughs> see someone eat ice cream the way that I can eat ice cream. Mm-hmm. But I put it into the category. It's the same way I do partying. It's like and a two percent thing. Okay, like a, it's a complete illusion that health professionals or personal trainers or anything like that are these Catholic nuns that don't ever put a foot wrong. That's just Well, when if, they
1: are, they're not very fun to be around.
0: And they're not very related. Yeah, they're not yeah. they might have be very well book educated, but you can't hold a conversation with no. them. But You know, I put it in the same category as that. Like I love partying and having a good time as much as anyone, but I also have value over my health and well-being and my livelihood and, you know, my passion that I care about and Mm. realise that if I'm doing that every weekend, I'm not going to have those things. Correct. It doesn't mean I'll wipe it out of my life completely. Mm. I put it into a balance sort of, you know, a system that works for me, which might be, you know, once or twice a year I'll really let my hair down in in that environment and then you know i I love ice cream in the same way but i'm not gonna eat that every day because i realize what that's going to do to my body so that might be more of a you know once a week thing or once a fortnight thing it depends on obviously what my focus is with my health and my body at that time yeah but it's just it needs to be put into perspective and that that conversation of if it fits your macros it needs to be expanded on beyond just yeah it's good or bad yeah well it's just people just accept it as a good system
1: well they accept it because they're not willing to take responsibility for their health yeah again it comes back to personal responsibility it's like oh yeah no this person's telling me that i can still eat maccas fuck yeah but what why do you even want to eat that food like Mm. and, and a lot of the time um these people that are suggesting to eat like this don't have very good health. I know health. who
0: you're thinking about. <laughs>
1: like they don't have good health. No, they you know? don't. Like we've
0: got that on a good authority.
1: Serious like. mental health issues, like um, do mental you,
0: health issues, do sexual you, health issues, yeah,
1: digestive health issues. But yeah. like, do you want Do you want to model yourself off somebody like that? I mean, if but they do, might not
0: be aware that they've got those issues. You know what I mean? We do because we've got a little bit of true. background.
1: That's true i I just feel like it'll it'll be short lived
0: and the calories in calories out annoys me too, and that's only because like name something that's more complex than the human body you know the only thing the you universe. could probably say is space and universe or am kid um but other than that you, you know there there it's isn't hard. anything so when people go. I get frustrated when people go, oh, this is my baseline because of my BMR. I put my my body weight, my age and my gender into this online calculator and it told me I should be eating 2,000 calories a day for weight loss. Mm. But if you're already eating 1,300 calories.
1: Mm. Metabolic adaptation. Then
0: that's not going to work that way. Your your baseline of metabolic rate is essentially what you're eating, the average of what you're eating right now. Correct. Provided you're not losing or gaining weight in any direction. So in a long story short, fuck your calculator. You're not a maths yeah. equation. We're human beings and we're far more complicated than that. We need to be treated mm. accordingly. So, you know, that's, that's how I think people need to start is with the food diary mm. for an, at least four days. ...of mm. normal eating, whereas I think already there's a psychological component... ...when you ask somebody to do that, they're, they're going change their way of eating... ...of course. ...already, so... Um, and
1: they don't leave in things like snacks Yeah, they under
0: account for <coughs> them again, but that almost works against what I was going to say... ...is the amount of um, clients, women specifically, that I've dealt with... ...that come in on 1,200, 1,300 calories and they're not losing any weight... ...and you need to explain to them that you Know you're already in pretty good shape and you're eating mm. that amount of calories. Your body cares more about keeping you alive than yeah. it does getting you peeled because there is no advantage to being lean to being foreskin lean, no. like so. And even with those girls, I have increased their food.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I'm going to talk about Hannah, a client of mine. Who I've managed her nutrition for three years, she was at our Last mm-hmm. seminar, she was exactly that. She's a 54 kilo, 28 year old mm-hmm. woman and came into me on 1300 1400 calories. And for an extended period for probably three months, four months yeah, probably three months we increased her calories to just shy of 3000.
1: Wow, that's awesome!
0: And she on good food, on good food, yeah, but she got leaner, mm. she didn't that about? She, so. Fuck, your calories in, calories out. That's
1: called stress management. (laughs) Exactly, because,
0: (laughs) yeah, all of a sudden, your body can, for any fat that she had on her body, which wasn't, you know, much to begin with, I think she came in at like 22%, 23%, which is pretty lame for a woman. We got her down to about 18 on a caliper. Dexa? No, caliper. So, seven-point caliper. And... um, yeah, even just increasing those calories and she just continues to lose because now it's almost like your body's got this message to say, oh, I don't have to be in fight or flight mode. I don't have to stress yeah. that this um, famine is going to continue for longer and maybe this stored energy that I do have, I can let go of now because I'm actually being nutritionally supported because we, I wanted to mention it before when we are talking about the testing and things mm. it, that people jump the gun without testing mm. because I, rather than and we both admitted that we came from a background of going, you need this supplement, you need to do this, because you've yeah. got to be caught up in all of it and excited. Oh, where now my whole philosophy of coaching is basically caveman. It's trying to rewind time mm. and live in the way that you would have a couple hundred years ago. Mm. So 11 years of studying nutrition can be summarised for me into one sentence of basically what did you have available to you as a caveman, mm. you know, and if it came from the ground – or at once breathed, it's pretty good to go. Yeah. yeah. Despite your macros, despite eat your it. calories, eat your appetite, keep your body nourished, mm. unless you need to, you know, you're doing something really specific with the client. And um, yeah, just as long as it hasn't gone through some packaging and processing system.
1: And the thing is, as well, like, why is there such a desire? Like, where does the desire to wanna be six pack lean in women come from?
0: Social media maybe Exactly Like you, you it's, it's interesting sp- that Like you look at the um, I, I'm going to have the Timelines wrong here But like it was probably Like the 80s You know When was Marilyn Monroe Run Mar- oh, Marilyn Monroe she was, she was earlier than that But you look at the body shapes I think yeah Curvy Even through the 80s The 90s They probably started to thin out Probably late 90s Early 2000s Everything yeah. came to be That stick thing Yeah And now everything's About Kate the booty Monsignor. again Okay Like Kimmy Kardashian Type shit But then that's falling Into a whole nother place With the
1: But she looks like A brat doll now
0: I tell you what annoys me—it's weird. I've had people ask me about those torso trainers. Oh yeah, like are they good? <laughs> no, they're not good. <laughs> like, do you think squashing your internal organs is going to be a good idea to try and get that out? Because she wears doesn't she? Oh, I don't know. I think she promotes. I, I'm, I'm assuming she does by looking at it. I, I, I'm not the biggest Kimmy K. supporter. Oh, I don't even know that. I just don't know shit about her. <laughs> I think she did a. She has a reality show and she was on a porno.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Should
0: we talk about porn?
1: Oh, you want to talk about porn? I don't know, but
0: we're going to talk about porn in Taboo Truths. We didn't mention yes, that before. Yes, we are.
1: I mean, I think, I mean, I've just recently, well, yeah, we can talk about porn because um, we were talking about social media. And one of the good sides of social media from a pure business and branding perspective is that you can obviously gain a lot of insight about your audience and. Um, there's a lot of analytics now in Instagram and Facebook. That's if
0: you've got your business page. So I think if you're just a general user, you don't get it. Yeah. That.
1: So from my perspective, it's all branding and, and business based. Yeah. Um, and this week was orgasms. So I do a weekly content Oxy. map out. Hey. Oxytocin. <laughs> yeah. Oxytocin. Um, I'm but not giving I got out any
0: oxytocin with this scratchy beard. Move it up.
1: Well, then we can go there. But. um. The most amount of followers from a post, so you can see that, right? It'll tell you how many people have started following you based off each post, has been this week for me.
0: Okay, I haven't looked into that yet.
1: Okay, so, um, but basically what I'm saying Mm. is that people like talking about porn, orgasming and sex. Sex sells. They love the information, right? Especially women. Because I think, as I've said in my socials recently, it's so taboo for girls to talk about um getting off having an orgasm um and i think you know on a personal level i'm i'm pretty confident in saying that a lot of that shame is a byproduct of religion um and you know putting like this really yucky um innuendo on sex and it has to be behind closed doors and you don't do it before marriage and you know all of that bullshit
0: and even what you said in your post about like some of the language that men use around other men when talking about women not even other men what do you mean
1: like they'll say it in front of me i mean i'm a bit of a lad yeah but, but you know you you're get, one of the guys yeah yes but like you know you get the whole like yeah fucking banged it last night and yeah i took that down and
0: which is probably bullshit
1: of course, It's That's all just ego a big driven projection,
0: projection of their insecurity. Of course, of course. And I'm really grateful that I was uh, hand, had a very hands-on mother, right? And two who, who sisters, and two sisters, yeah. and then all my cousins are pretty much female, and um, you know that that was the vibe growing up. So I got a insight into the women's world and had that respect drilled into me from a really young age and I actually Mm. find it a little bit difficult sometimes to be around those conversations thinking, fuck, that could be my sister, you know what I mean? Like that's – I I don't like it.
1: Yeah. But there's all of that, right? But then – yeah, so it's it's quite socially acceptable for men to brag about their sexual experiences. Yeah, but if a
0: girl does, she's a slut.
1: 100%. You know, and even if you look at situations like, um, you know, uh, um, let's say a marriage is breaking up because – the husband has got a mistress. Yeah. Let's say, quite often in that situation, the mistress will be targeted by the the ex-wife or the wife more so than the actual cheating <laughs> husband, yeah. right? Because she's well, a home wrecker.
0: Yeah, but did she know that he was married? <laughs> but or
1: not? my my point is, it's like, yeah. why do we do that to one another? It's very strange for me. Um, it's
0: easier to it's easier to be angry and hate than it is to be sad and vulnerable.
1: Oh, well, yeah, nobody's good at vulnerability. I mean, let's just get but that's
0: what I mean. Like, ang- anger's, anger's anger your is your friend vulnerability. when you're sad. Yes, but like anger is vulnerability.
1: Easy. You know, it's just, it's just, a, it's that person not being able to express themselves properly. Yeah. So it's coming out in the form of anger.
0: Geez, I get vulnerable sometimes.
1: Yeah, but you like tapping into that. Yeah. Do you it's mean because you powerful. get angry sometimes or do you mean because you actually do get vulnerable sometimes?
0: I like both. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I don't think, anger is one of those words that um it it's always put in even like selfish i think we've spoken about this before like selfish is generally a word that's um tarnished with a negative spin mm. where i look it at it differently be. because well firstly does selfless even exist if we've seen that friends episode where joey keeps arguing about it but <laughs> if you're not being selfish if you're not not doing exactly what's right for you are you really doing anything right for anybody else either like by pretending to be
1: no because you're not being authentic
0: exactly and so i think i don't think anger is all bad like no i don't either it it just depends how you can use it it's just power of your mind yeah it's
1: how it's harnessed um it can
0: be really powerful and beneficial
1: for sure i mean like bring it back to sex Aggression during sex might be an enjoyable situation for some people, Provided
0: right? it is uh, uh, consensual Consensual, it's probably yeah. spoken about before. <laughs>
1: um, But, yeah, so, like, the whole – and then coming back to the porn industry, I don't know because I don't watch <coughs> porn, okay? Yeah, well, a large percentage never of the
0: porn being watched would be by guys.
1: Uh, but all my girlfriends watch porn.
0: Yeah, I'm not just um, – again, but I I, I You're think right, I though. can confidently say that more porn gets watched by blokes than it does by girls.
1: Correct. Yeah. Um, So I don't really feel like I probably have an educated opinion. Like I don't watch it, never have. So I don't feel like I should say too much on it, but my perspective of porn in regards to women and sex is that it's probably played a role in um, the oppression of women. Which is pretty
0: degrading most of the time.
1: Yeah, I guess. And, And the expectations yeah, That there are?
0: Yeah, 100%. And that works in terms of uh, – so there's um, – you know, guys get erectile dysfunction issues because mm. of their expectations. They get caught up watching porn on a far too frequent basis mm. and all of a sudden you need a feather duster up your ass with an <laughs> elephant tickling you with its trunk to even get close to hard. And, you well, know you what I mean? It's just, t- they're just t- so t- tell o- me about that
1: though. So, like, are you saying that with more usage of pornography – Yep. there's a greater there's a
0: greater gap between your satisfaction and the real thing in the real world. Right. So because
1: of expectation.
0: Well, look at look at what porn was. I don't know when did porn start.
1: Well, the conversation I was having with a lot of men the other night was that when they were young, when you know you were in fifteen. Sure. Porn was Playboy. Fifteen. <laughs> 40. Come on,
0: boys are looking at that shit way before
1: <laughs> Okay, t- 12. But, you know, you're looking at a woman. She's got real breasts. She's got a bush.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right? She
1: might be wearing some kinky outfit. But that's probably the extent. And that's
0: what I mean. Porn, when it was first made, was basically just you being able to watch sex take place. Yes. There wasn't the high def. There wasn't the angles. Now, there wasn't bro, the weird shit. fucked up. And it's like, you, again, people, like, it's like the movie starts and what, she's climaxing? Yeah, but you no know, No wonder these blokes are having a hard time because, satisfying their Yeah, part. but
1: because the reason porn is getting like the conversation that I was having the other night with actually um she was a psychiatrist for children. She'd just come back from a child in pornography seminar or something. Anyway, Can it was really dark. It was fucking dark. But right. she was saying that um porn now is getting to the point where uh incest porn. What? Is, yeah. Is the most downloaded pornography, and then you know, so brothers and sisters, and then um, you know, midget porn and and like bestiality and stuff. That's what I mean because we're so desensitized
0: to get to normal. That's what I'm saying. You need more and more and more, just like a To get
1: that dopamine, you're getting a negative
0: feedback loop.
1: We've just got to go to the next level and the next level and the next level, and that's exactly
0: what I'm saying with the erectile dysfunction. So, unless these women are doing crazy things. That they're seeing in their porn—that's what they're used to getting their stimulation from. It's just so underwhelming, and, how and they much, can't get arousal.
1: And how much do you think that then plays into the disconnection that two people might have, or a couple would have, while having sex? Because
0: well, I find it hard to imagine that people would be able to connect sexually on a if that's happening, cognitive and neurological. Because
1: level. for me, I'm like. And again, I don't use it, so I don't want to criticise anyone who does do this, but it's like couples that watch porn while having sex, for me, I'm like, man, there must be a pretty big level of disconnection if you need something externally to stimulate the both of you while you're together.
0: But it could just be about a fantasy. You never know what people have got in their fantasies. This is And, like this is the and then your love basically is a combination of trust and vulnerability. So if you can be so trusting and vulnerable to share that that's a fantasy of yours, mm. perhaps it could be lived out in a healthy way with the inclusion of your partner and perhaps that's a prevention of things like cheating. That's
1: yeah, just that's another, project-
0: pr- another perspective. perspective.
1: Yeah, but there's all, you know, it's such a big topic. Porn, because if you look at the science, yeah, it's not good. It's really damaging people's brains, like severely, severely damaging people's brains. Yeah. Um. Particularly y- young adolescent men. Well,
0: Russell Brand has his good podcasts under the skin, and okay. they've talked about. I think he talks about porn a, a few times on some of those podcasts, and okay. basically he, he's an ex sex addict. So he was just assessing it. Like once you've watched porn, uh, when the deed is done, well, you We're need two. to you need to take a little note of. A bit of self awareness. Well, how am I feeling in this moment? Am mm. I feeling like, oh, giddy? What the fuck have I just um, got myself off yeah. to? Or are you feeling energized by your experience? You know what I mean. And I think that's where the pro or con may come in with your behaviour. Mm. Yeah. In the, asses- in the assessment of it, anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the seminar, I'll leave you and Jake to talk about this one because I sound like
0: I, you got enough to say.
1: Yeah, but I, but I'm not a consumer of it. So so for me, I'm like, I don't really feel like I should have an opinion on it. Other than what I know on a research level. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I do think there is a certain level, not even just porn. Yeah. Let's just talk about the media landscape. There's a serious objectification of women taking place. A like lot of it Kim being K. done by themselves. Yeah. Mm. But what is happening right now? Right? Like... Just think about that for a second. Yeah. A lot of that is being done by themselves.
0: But social media itself and even iPhone devices and iPads and all those things, you're giving them to young children. It's like giving them a line of coke. Because yeah, they're, well, getting, they're just getting the dopamine kick through a different avenue. Well, you avenue. know, the
1: World Health Organization literally just came out and said, um, the first year of a child's life, you should not let it look at a screen. Because yeah, it, it yeah, affects no sure. their Why dopamine receptors do? so badly. Mm. Um, and their neural wiring... That it's linked to ADD and um, you know all of those. And look at the, look at like disorders.
0: adolescence is probably like the toughest time mm. of your life, and you're here trying to form your identity. And it's it's kind of like you're just saying, "Here's the bottle. Have a drink if you're feeling down. Just turn to that instead get yeah, you your yeah. phone." And here I'm just up for refreshing, refreshing. I got a like, a little dopamine kick, little dopamine yeah, kick, yeah. and it's so addictive.
1: I have a question on my park queue with clients that says, "How many <clears throat> hours do you?" Your screen time? Yeah, we Please did that in the last.
0: Phone. We did that in the internship down in mm. South Melbourne. It's pretty and some, terrifying. Yours was huge.
1: Yeah, it was. Then it's or not was so much. It Jake's enough. one no, of it was Mine. Huge, yeah. It was five and a half hours. A but day.
0: a lot of that you're doing your content stuff on there. At least it's work related. It's still not preferable. It's all that you're work related. That time on that. Yeah.
1: Uh, but I shouldn't be on there five and a half hours a day.
0: Yeah, I do very little skimming on my news feed beyond.
1: Well, you've got a good rule. You don't do Sundays, do you? You don't even do text messages. Yeah, on Sundays. my
0: family know that they're probably not even going to be able to get me on the phone mm. on a Sunday. So let's just hope nothing bad. So what do I you do then? What do you mean? I I.
1: <laughs> what do you do on Sundays?
0: Uh.
1: Like say you're on your own. Yeah. No phone, so you don't do phone, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, I would put phone down. And, and then what's what do you do? I could listen to music. Okay. Out loud, not on my headphones i'll probably walk the dog Mm -hmm. i like to get barefoot Mm -hmm. i'll go to the market do my groceries
1: no phone in pocket you leave it at home
0: sometimes yeah not all the time like i'm gonna sit here and lie to you and say no Uh but if it is on me and people message me i pretty much won't look at it or Mm. i won't respond
1: Mm.
0: i just detach from it i find it really really important like as much as i hate the phone i'm I have to accept that my livelihood is bound to it, in a way. Oh. Like, I'm dependent on my phone to make right. money Apple. and make business. Yeah, Actually Apple, tried. they got you bad. Right. That's what I mean. Like Conspiracy
1: non- theories, let's go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, you, you don't know what you don't know. So, you, you if it hasn't existed, like, no one 10 years ago was going, when you had your Nokia 3315 playing Snake, Snake. 2. Snake oh, 2 so was dominant. That you needed yeah. an <laughs> iPhone, you know what I mean? But now you've got one, the new iPhone comes out. And it's like you're almost uncomfortable that you don't have it.
1: Okay, so this is the whole conversation, right, about greed and the power of money that we were talking about earlier. So you have capitalism, Mm -hmm. okay, which um, for people like us might be a little bit of a yuck word, you know, this sort of capitalist market where money rules everything and pharmaceutical companies and Mm -hmm. fucking governments and all that sort of stuff. And then... Due to a capitalist society, we become materialistic, sure. right? Because there's always this desire to purchase. But
0: that's me, uh, but you got to understand it's ego too.
1: It's ego, but then if we didn't have a materialistic society, we would have nothing to um, push for innovation. So, yeah, true, because you. Because you need people needing a product,
0: yeah, needing consumers,
1: to then have creativity and innovation to stretch to that next level of technology. So it's kind of like this weird situation where it's like we we want to praise innovation and creativity, yeah, but then we don't really want to be living in this materialistic, you know, soul crushing <laughs> capitalist that, that, that society. That comes back
0: exactly just to the uh, like you were saying about your health, like it's about. Your own personal responsibility yeah. and taking control of it, which is what I kind of do with my Sunday. And of late, for example, I put phone down 7 p.m. Right. So um, – At night. For, yeah, 7 Every p.m. Night. at night. At night. And so I, I recently bought – and it's one of the best things I bought was the Philips wake-up light.
1: Oh yeah, you're talking about this.
0: So rather than um, again, because I like to measure my blood pressure and resting heart rate in the morning, but if I get woken up by an obnoxious alarm whoo, straight away, mm. well, there goes my fucking resting heart rate, and mm. it's just not a nice way to start the day. Mm. So the wake up light works in the manner that sunlight with a sunrise would but in our industry we're often waking up before the sun rises yeah it's hard. so i if i'm getting up at um five thirty, at i think five or ten past five the light starts it goes from a scale of one to ten so it starts at one and builds up over that half an hour period and i'm finding myself waking up really gently five ten minutes before it actually gets to that time Right, And then obviously the phone coincides with that in outside, leaving my phone in the uh, living room on a charger out there, mm-hmm. which takes away the temptation for me to, oh shit, I'm having a tough time getting to sleep. I'll pick up my phone and have a quick skim through Instagram. All of a sudden How I'm driving that, the sympathetic though? nervous system. my The blue light from the screen is suppressing the melatonin that's actually going to let me get to sleep. Mm. And you're just putting yourself deeper and deeper into that ditch.
1: Mm. It's just the reality of... People these days, I think, unfortunately.
0: Yeah.
1: It's pretty crazy that that's where we're at.
0: <laughs> it, it's crazy that – well, I don't know if it's crazy, but it's just, it's just fascinating that people aren't aware of it.
1: Yeah, because I, – That's I what I
0: mean. They don't know that it's actually, but, that, like, bad to be doing that.
1: in an age um, – Joe Dispenza's quote – I'm going to quote him. Yep. In an age of knowledge and <clears> information, <throat> ignorance is actually a choice now. Like this whole idea that, oh, I just didn't
0: know. Well, information's really? never been more readily available. So we can sit here and bitch and scream about technology and the way that it's overtaken our, our lives. But at the same time, it's also provided us with the platform and opportunity to do something successful with our lives. Without exactly. it, I wouldn't change it. Without social media. No, like, I wouldn't I, change like, it. I want social media. Social media is helping us. Mm-hmm. But again, it comes down to the consumer and your responsibility on how you're going to control mm-hmm. yourself and manage it.
1: Yeah. I mean it's it's you know sometimes it is pretty frustrating for me cuz uh, you know I I I don't expect everyone to be like me and yeah. you know I, I understand I'm pretty blessed like I run my own business I do my own hours or Yeah, that. but
0: that she doesn't just happen. You work It doesn't
1: well. just happen, but when I do have a spare moment, I don't sit there mindlessly fucking watching some shit show for mm. hours. Yeah. I will watch joe rogan yeah <laughs> YouTube. Uh, or i'll go for a walk and i'll listen to an audio book or we were talking
0: about it recently about um how much isolation and being left alone with your own mind can be an amazing experience
1: it's incredible so
0: i isolated myself for a week where i basically went offline phone mm. didn't even talk to people mm. and i um, thought he was dead yeah and i um <laughs> I, for the first probably few days, being left alone with nothing but your thoughts running through your head and anyone who knows me well knows I've got more of them than most people, which can become a little bit frustrating and tormenting. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what sort of happened. I found myself on this little wave of feeling a little bit lonely and almost symptomatically depressed because you're so used to all this other stimulation mm-hmm. and attention elsewhere for that sort of first 48 hours. And then that sort of wave of sadness or depression and loneliness started flowing into um, creativity and excitement and discovery. I was unpacking things and unfolding things and realising things about yourself and it was, Mm. I found it really, really um, therapeutic uh, therapeutic and beneficial and then I almost found myself like, because obviously I can't continue on that path (laughs) forever unless I want to become a Buddhist monk, but I... I was almost like a a bit shitty at the end of that week being like, I don't want to let it go. I don't want to let it go. So um, it was a cool experience and a lesson learned and something that I'm going to be making sure to do more of.
1: Yeah, well, you know, um, I recently ran a mental health seminar with Ryan Hassan um, and someone asked him, Ryan works more so in the modalities of um, hypnotherapy and NLP and I was sort of coming at it from the biochemical aspect but um someone asked him like when do you when do you know that you've got mental health issues like
0: yeah no green light turns on and tells you yeah you're in it and
1: he said if you can't sit in a room on your own for 30 minutes without any stimulation there's a problem
0: Mm.
1: and it's so true like think about that right really think about that like when was the last time you literally just sat down for 30 minutes no phone, no TV, no music, nothing.
0: It's too easy with the distractions we've got around us to fold. It's crazy. Mm. It's, it's crazy. like you look at um, – I'm guilty of it. We all are. But you go to a cafe, for example, to sit down with somebody and they're not there or even if they are there and then when they go to the bathroom, what do you do?
1: Yeah. You pick up your
0: phone straight away. You can't just sit there and enjoy your coffee or yeah, whatever it may be. It's your instinct. It's just straight away to mm. pick up your phone. They're so uncomfortable with mm. their own – thoughts and just yeah. being present in the moment and mindful of what you're doing
1: it's crazy it's 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 something that i'm working on daily
0: but that, that, that that's the key to making changes actually having awareness of the fact in the first place mm. so yeah they're, they're things that i'm guilty of but constantly trying to be aware of and improve
1: mm. Mm. anyway got down a dark hole there didn't we
0: we did we've um, <laughs> covered some ground
1: <laughs> what's our time check
0: in there about an hour 12
1: should we keep going i feel like we're on a bit of a roll here
0: yeah tell me more about um because again these are the things that i said i wanted to hold off asking you about because w- although you and i sound like we've known each other for a long long time
1: feels like that
0: and we uh, we have <laughs> and i'm so grateful that we've, we've met and teamed up everything sort of those stars aligned for for me particularly with my transition out of my old business
1: mm. into
0: this new one uh, which has multiple facets and the seminars being one of them which is something that i was really passionate about um doing but um other than me hearing you call out botox at other (laughs) seminars and things like how did you become to be doing what you're doing like you've got a pretty good story
1: yeah um so uh, how long have you been in the industry for
0: uh 11 years
1: yeah, it's probably about I've been twi- I think this is my twelfth year. Yeah. It'll be my twelfth or thirteenth year. Um so about the same. Mm-hmm. Um and I think like any newbie trainer, you yeah, know. Yeah, you think you know everything. Oh, mate. I was vegan then as well.
0: I was eating chicken I mean, <laughs> brown <broccoli laughs> And barbecue sauce. sauce.
1: Um yeah, so Listen. I started I actually got into the industry because I was nannying these two boys, Max yeah. and Huey, and their mom was the General manager, or maybe something higher at Fernwood.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And at the time, I was studying a bachelor of social work. I was nannying. I was doing some hospo work. I, I'm a super hard worker. Anyone who knows me knows that. Um. And I said, Oh, I need, I need another job. <laughs> and she said, Well, why don't you come in and do a few hours in the morning at Fernwood? And so Fernwood was my first exposure to, um, I guess the fitness industry. How was that? Which is so laughable when how I how was Fernwood. It was a fucking joke. Mm. Like, so Fernwood, this is back then. This was, yeah, 11 or 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was in the city. With the,
0: with the machines upholstered in pink. Um. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. Anyway, I, was, I wouldn't be allowed to step foot in It was in very
1: place. sterile. It was yeah. very sexist. Yeah. And
0: hundred percent. Sexist goes both ways. Correct.
1: Um, it's a woman's world. A woman's world. But, so Fernwood, do, I don't know if they still do it, but they did this thing where they would give you free breakfast right Nice. yeah as part of the membership and mm-hmm. one of my jobs because I always did the clothes clothes sorry was I had to stack out the breakfast for the next morning right yeah and it was you know those um cardboard like you get them in eight packs Kellogg's you get like nutri Cocoa Pops oh yeah
0: the little small ones like that you get on a flight back in the day uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was those yeah
1: right so that was the muesli because that's
0: the funny thing actually it's a serving Mate, I used to eat like six servings. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. So, Sugar. They, so it was those, fruit. So just yep. banana and apples. Mm-hmm. Um, and white bread.
0: Oh. So that, that was, was like th- the prison thing that you're doing better though.
1: Oh mate. Don't even get me started. But um that was what Fernwood served as breakfast. And I remember thinking, not the healthiest options.
0: And the fact <laughs> like that this that you is knew a that bit of a conundrum. So <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um so I didn't last long at Fernwood. Uh, Rub
0: their feathers the wrong way.
1: Yeah, not surprising. And we've
0: both done that on multiple occasions.
1: Multiple occasions, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't give a fuck.
0: Well, trying to please everybody is the fastest way to fail.
1: Yeah, and it's not authentic. And it ain't fun. No, it's not. Sucking dick is not fun in that I category. Know.
0: <laughs>
1: in that category. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I started at Friendwood and then I was doing personal training with um, still a really good friend of mine, Demir. And he owned. A booti- do you know Demir? No. Oh, he owned a um, like a boutique gym in South Melbourne. I remember,
0: I didn't grow up here. That's
1: right. That's right. You're yeah. in Tassie. Yeah. Um. So then I started working for him, mm-hmm. and you know, like anyone else in the fitness industry, I scrub toilets, clean the gym floor, like.
0: See, that's the stuff I didn't. You do. got it out of it too. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, oh, I last that long.
1: Um. So I did that, and then. During that period, um, I then moved into a space in the Rialto called Fitline, stayed there for a couple of years and then um, until recently. But all
0: through this time, Mm. you've been coaching and training people. But beyond just where did you start to transition from – okay, I've done my personal personal training certification, mm. which as we mentioned is just a large comprehension of exercise bullshit. basically. Yeah, of irrelevant, outdated yeah. information that's not what we need to know. Mm. So how did you go from having that information? What, what was your form of education? How did you become to where you are now in such a knowledgeable space?
1: Oh, I definitely would have credited that to the last two places I worked, Fitline and Fifth Element. Okay. Um, so
0: what was your turning point? in your journey of 12 years from being I'm a personal trainer to now I'm something more than that? Question. Where was, where was your turning point? I don't point?
1: think that was until this year. Yeah, okay. Like, honestly, I think, um yeah, I think there's a no, lot. No, but it
0: wasn't this year because you've been smart for longer than a year.
1: I think I've been smart, but I, I think there was a lot of ego mm. around. Ego's not
0: all bad, though. If we didn't have an ego, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing.
1: No, no, ego's not all bad, but there there was certainly, until this year, there was certainly never a desire to, like, I always needed to know everything. I knew everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? I was the, if you want to know something, go to Holly. Right? Yeah. Which on reflection, I'm like, oh, I was actually having this conversation. with. I know what you mean, you though. You
0: like to be the person that people were turning to for the answer. Yeah, but. But you, that is your ego. You need to be able to let go of that credit. And
1: I didn't always know the answer, but I pretended to.
0: See, I was just about to say that's a problem within the industry is that people are so reluctant to say, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with saying I don't know. I love being asked things that I don't know so I can say, I don't know and now you've stimulated a pathway for me to learn something new and I'm grateful for having the resources and being taught where to look and how to think and who I can bounce off to get that information because there really is, like you said, we've never had information more accessible than we ever have Mm. before. So there really is no excuse for... That no, You know what I mean So I know I can find out Because I've got the resources And the people around me to do it if Yeah I need but it's, to. This,
1: it's this idea of saying Oh that's a good question mm. Right Which I was not And I think a lot of that was because Oh I've done
0: the same thing Yeah Give well, them some bullshit answer
1: When you're in an environment where Maybe that's what it's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: Like you know If you don't just know say you're say an it. idiot Yeah right? Let's just leave it at that me on a personal level, mm-hmm. um, I'm the type of person that I'll try to mirror that individual that's in front of me who I'm trying to be like. The
0: fallacy of authority. Right. We I'll spoke tr- about that. I'll
1: mirror it, yeah. yeah, so that I can get approved by them or whatever it might be, yeah. okay? But in that journey of mirroring um, those people that I previously worked with and for, yeah. um, I lost myself. You know, so mm-hmm. I actually turned into, a I would say, a pretty not very nice person. Um, but like you're a product
0: of who you're spending your time with. So 100%. you need not blame yourself for that.
1: Well, the, you got to take personal responsibility oh. for sure. And I really admire, that's why I really, really admire the people who consistently rebel. <laughs> well,
0: that's am like, Jesus, almost like
1: you got some balls, bro.
0: That's kind of how I try and live my life and how I've found myself here in Jungle HQ mm. is that, you don't want to be a creature of circumstance no you want to be the creator of circumstance yeah and self-pity is not something that sits well with me mm. if you can see that something's not good in your life then do something about it oh I it's as simple 100% as that agree. you know like it might not be comfortable but that's 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 the recipe for growth
1: mm. yeah no i definitely agree but i think yeah a part of where i've come from there's been all of that um yeah. Which, which is why I say this year is probably the first year where I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm actually me. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like becoming all that I am um, because, again, coming back to marrying and being a byproduct of your environment, now I've got a whole new environment of so many different people who only want to see me succeed. And only yeah. want to support, which
0: me. is kind of how – that's exactly how we've spoken about and how you and I work. Yeah, that we and can collectively work together as a team, but as individuals, individuals can push do their own thing. Our
1: own and you'll support that, mm. you know.
0: Um, and it actually feels nice to genuinely want that for someone rather than just saying that you want the best for them.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And what you'll find is like people will start to do things for you, and then you'll do things for them, and. I don't know it's like that whole essence of real proper community you know because yeah. you're not you're not sort of in a fear-based environment where it's interesting like, well,
0: that about like doing things for other people and people doing things for you like i had a perspective uh, laid out in front of me a while ago by someone when i was having a conversation because i often feel really guilty mm. if i ask somebody for help or somebody else offers me with help for something mm. and even though i may be really want them to help and it really would be a big favor Mm. you you'll decline because i feel like i'm being well-mannered but what they came the discussion went it was like jack how do you feel when you help somebody that Mm. you care about i'm like i feel really good i feel really happy they're like so why are you denying someone that you care about of the same feelings
1: yeah it's a good point
0: yeah and it's still hard but i just you got to keep reminding yourself of that when someone you know offers offers you to help
1: yeah so um yeah i mean i think this year it's exploded and like when you're when you're coming back to how i got here like when you're around those type of people mm-hmm. who only want to see the best for you and there's no um judgment or like oh you're doing this and you know i'm gonna make your life a living hell and you know blah blah blah, because it's all ego yeah, like if somebody's judging wings you, wings down yeah 100 stay in your shadow stay in your shadow right um you my knowledge is like it's exploded.
0: Yeah. Is there one particular course, seminar, anything that you attended that opened your mind? Um, What's the best one you've done?
1: I don't know if there's a particular course, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah. Or um, a person, an influence, yeah, someone think, who's done something for you.
1: Um, mind of My Own by Kelly Brogan was probably like one of the best books ever. She's um.
0: That's where we're similar. We're very... Those both modestly educated and that we're self-taught, you know. Super self-taught. Yeah. The
1: only reason I've gone back to uni, like legit. Yeah,
0: it's to shut people up.
1: Is because I cannot handle people saying, but you're yeah, not, not a bad 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 bad. Bad. <laughs> So I'm like, you know what, yeah. motherfuckers? I'm going to become one. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's the only reason, you know. And like luckily I'm doing something where I'm actually like enjoying learning about, yeah. you know, science and um, it's a... Yeah, I'm a nerd. Nerd,
0: like, bro. I was not at school, but... Yeah. I, I'm a nerd now. Like, I mean, I won't make plans on a Friday night because I want to sit at home with my dog and read a fucking PubMed article.
1: Yeah, but, you know, to me, that just proves that I think people will probably go back on a tangent here, but, like, going into uni at 18...
0: That's exactly what I did. I went into a marketing know. and finance degree because I watched Wall Street too many times and I knew I wanted money.
1: And people tell you that that's what you need to do.
0: Yeah, and that's what my mates were doing. Yeah, but, like, that's so fucked. So I just fucked. followed. And it was fucking bullshit.
1: And, you know, and then you get get hit with this hex debt and most of the time like both you and i are not working in the industries that we first studied a degree in mm. you know and it's like i don't know i think i actually would encourage more people in their 30s to go back to uni
0: see i agree i did it the complete wrong way around like i can see myself going back to uni in six years time
1: 100 percent, because your brain's like more robust and
0: but yeah. even this, you know, like I'm 28. This is sort of like my second chapter now with Jungle that's HQ. baby. And yeah, Babs the baby. <laughs> I always so,
1: forget uh, how oh, old you are.
0: So I'm looking forward to that <coughs> third reinvention of myself, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: And yeah, it's exciting not knowing what that might be.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of like how I came to be here. I mean, everybody has a personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of mental health issues in my family. I lost my dad due to... Um, Actually, the system failed us on that one. He, um, he was bipolar and an alcoholic. And for anyone that, you know, when when somebody says, um, oh, they're an alcoholic, right? No. You don't know what an alcohol is until you actually live with one. Like someone, yeah, someone drinking a, a few beers every night. Yeah, that's not so an alcoholic.
0: They're a heavy drinker.
1: Like they're a heavy drinker. Yeah, yeah like but an alcoholic is someone who literally like robs their 10 year old children and drinks two bottles of wine in two minutes and then once more right so he was seriously unwell my dad um and one night he he fell down the stairs he split his whole head open i came home um, how old were you i was 17 there was blood everywhere anyway this was like a normal situation by this point Yep. Call the Ambo's. They all knew my name. Blah, blah, blah. Took two hours to get him into the paramedics because he refused to go. Wanted to keep drinking. No, no, no. Got into the... Finally got him into the Ambo's. Went to the Alfred. <coughs> like, he should not have been discharged. Got discharged. Died that night. So... Heavy. Fuck the system.
0: <laughs> I can imagine you would <laughs> Is where I'm at. you got a bit of anger to unpack there.
1: You know, but like, for me, it's like... It's not the fault of the workers in -hmm. the system like i remember looking at this one nurse when when we got there and he said oh like i'm really sorry but we can't hold him like you can't hold someone against their will yeah and he was so like i could tell
0: wasn't fit to probably make the safe decisions
1: no but this poor nurse like he 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 didn't want to let him go You know, like I could tell he was so upset, but he was like, there's nothing I can do. Like, this is the system. Mm. It's like, what? You know? So for me, like that's probably. So how
0: how long ago was that? That was like what? 14 years ago. 14 years ago,
1: yeah. Um, You know, and I've lost an auntie to MS and my nan died to breast cancer. I've lost two friends to suicide. So there's been like a lot of, actually all of them died within six months of each other. So from when I was 17 to 18. Yeah, so a um, lot of death. But I think within that, and then obviously most people who follow me and um, have listened to a few podcasts of mine, most people know I've gone on my own health journey. Like I had PCOS. They wanted to take my ovaries out. I said no. I actually didn't have PCOS. I was just vegan and under eating. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I didn't
0: that's wrongly diagnosed. Wrongly diagnosed.
1: Um, you know, so I didn't have a menstrual cycle for three years, had depression, tried to take my own life. Had a drug addiction, you know, like uh, I've had my own issues. Um, so I think throughout all of that experience, but that's
0: what makes you a good health professional because you've got 100%. the perspective. That's what I was saying before is it's a, it's a complete misconception that the health professionals are the Catholic nuns that don't put a foot right. Yes, and if you haven't, then how are you meant to have any, any perspective any on perspective. how this world works?
1: I know, and and like you know, and I, I one thing that's i've really had to grapple with over the f- over the years because um as you know but maybe the listeners don't know like i'm a tough motherfucker like nah, I, you're
0: a bad bit like
1: i don't like i'm pretty resilient right um and i pride myself on that one yeah probably i'm more emotional than you
0: are definitely Space Jam. <laughs>
1: um and there's probably like some ego conversation that i need to have with the therapist about that but um but I think through all of that experience within the system, it's kind of like, man, this is not – this is like – pushed
0: you in a different direction.
1: Pushed me into a different direction. And I don't want anyone to ever feel like – everyone has their own set of problems. That's the point I'm trying to get to, right? So 100%. just because I've experienced what would be looked at as a pretty bad experience, right, yep. Someone, some, the worst somebody might have experienced is they've broken their knee. Okay, so maybe that's like the worst thing that's ever happened to them, right? But mm. in their mind, that is like the same as me losing five people in six
0: months. Mm, it's hard to feel sympathetic towards the broken there.
1: So for me, I I have really had to grapple with that when I'm coaching somebody because...
0: Oh, to be more sympathetic, be more empathetic. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, nah, for
1: sure. 100%. And it, that's tough.
0: And no, nah, I, I agree with that too because... Um, there's, you know, a lot of the motivational stuff that exists in our industry as well of like, you know, one hour is only four percent of your day. Oh yeah. And like, you know, I don't have time. It just means that you're not prioritizing it. But there literally are some people that's like, you know, I'm a single twenty eight year old dude who's got only responsibility really outside of my job is my to keep my dog alive.
1: Yeah. You know? He's a big dog.
0: He's a big dog. But <laughs> There's, like, don't try and tell a 33-year-old man who's got three kids and a wife and is the GM of a business.
1: Has a million-dollar mortgage. Yeah,
0: that, like, bro, you got to eat six meals a day in your Tupperware and, like... Time just means it's not important enough to you. Well, <laughs> funny enough that your family is more important to you I than know. than get your pecs. So, like, you need to start trying to coaching people to their livelihood, their lifestyle patterns, and yeah, think outside the box rather than trying to get people to do what you are emotionally attached to. You yeah, know what I mean, that like, and like I said, the first call of order, like, I, I'm, I'm a business mentor of mine who I rely on heavily when I need advice. Um, I've recently consulted with his, her, with his wife mm-hmm. who's had a lot of poor experiences with other trainers because of exactly that. They go see them and like, you want to come to the gym doing this, you got to do, you know, these meals, this, this, this and this and it's just not going to happen. And not to take into consideration that she has a long uh, history of trauma from her childhood and she's got her own anxiety medications mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff that's going. It's like, so we need to scale things back. Mm-hmm. So... For our first month, her training program was to drink three and a half liters of water a day. Wake up and walk for half an hour every day before the kids wake up. Mm. That was it. And eat three meals.
1: Right.
0: No, I didn't even care what they were. I just eat three meals mm, mm. because she wasn't eating three meals. She's eating two. Like yeah. that. That's enough for someone to start off with. Yeah. In for that sure. position, you know, like least mode is the beast mode
1: it is really weird though because um what we're talking about is basically this idea of not having judgment yeah right As because uh, um certainly for me i was the coach that judged a lot and i was pretty cruel to a lot of my clients and and I'm not going to shift blame in the sense that that's because I was, you know, mirroring who I worked for and, you know, that was the expectations. I mean, I, I'm going to take responsibility for that. I didn't have yep. to be like that. Um, but it it is weird that that's how we think we should talk to people to create a result.
0: Mm. But Negative reinforcement. Like that it never really worked. Like though. that reverse psychology doesn't actually really work.
1: Well, you just – because what's happening then is somebody is doing something based – like based off fear,
0: mm.
1: not love.
0: Or embarrassment.
1: Yeah, they're not doing it from a place of joy or love or happiness or fulfilment. It's like, oh, God, I don't want Holly to catch me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what I mean. You, you people. But that's not sustainable. You need, to, you need to coach people to their level of care and you try and coach them beyond with that. a confused mind says no and then they're only just going to lie to you again.
1: Yeah, of course. And, like, it's going to change if, if there's any coaches listening – it will change with the person that's in front of you. So Taylor Harris, I don't have to sit there and be like, "How was your day? Mm. What's been going on?" She doesn't. She's an athlete.
0: <laughs> yeah, she needs to be she's told like, black and white. Tell
1: me what to do, and she does it mm. right, and that's fine. That works. But you're for understanding
0: her. her psychology.
1: Yeah, well, that's a big part of coaching that really doesn't get taken into consideration, and I think that the, should be the
0: first thing to take into consideration. Insert
1: three and four, um, and I think the other thing is as well. No, coaches don't really listen. Like, do you? Re- are you really listening and hearing the person in front of you when they're talking about their struggles and what's got them to where they currently are and the health issues that they're experiencing? Or are you just formulating...
0: Are you asking c- me this or are you speaking hypothetically? Well, I'm speaking others?
1: hypothetically. or You can answer it as well. But, like, are you just formulating what you're going to say because you know, they're idiots and you know everything and like I feel like that's where I was and I'm not there at all anymore. But
0: I I would say I'm the same.
1: That's that's definitely an issue within this industry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um which is weird. Yeah. I don't know why it's gotten like that.
0: But then I think it maybe it comes down to the – and I'm only speculating here. I'm having a stab in the dark. Maybe it comes down to the higher power, the reason on why people do what they do. Are there people who are doing personal training and taking people's health into their hands just because it looks cool and it's popular to become a personal trainer or mm. have they got a reason on why they get out of bed each day that's put them into this position like you and I do?
1: Mm. That's, yeah, that's a good point.
0: Because, yeah, as you know with my story, you know, as a personal trainer young, just started going to uni – it was a pretty good exchange of time for money. Mm-hmm. And that at that age, that allowed me to live the lifestyle and have the freedom to do what I wanted to do, which was basically go and drink on the weekend. Mm, mm. But then I was exposed enough times to, um, with people that I cared about, the damaging effects of eating disorders and mental health and the connection that had to all their body image, mm. which is now very much uh fueled with social media and the false expectations of how one should be look act mm. and speak etc so as the observe close observer to those incidents they held weight mm. so they changed my complete paradigm mm. of realizing okay i've actually have an opportunity here to change or help or influence in a positive direction with people that deserve that that i actually care about yeah you know what i mean
1: but you took the you you were you did that yeah but it but, pe- it, but it
0: but it took something yeah but lots of people
1: even that. have an experience mm. and they still don't change or they don't use that experience. they're probably the
0: people that you and i don't connect with that well
1: yeah that's probably true
0: yeah <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know.
1: Mm. Anyway, that's sort of how we're here.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> is, is through
1: our experiences and you know. And I, and I, I really really like yes. But um, with
0: our experiences too. I'm a student.
1: 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm not actually a, wh- a student. Yeah. I'm paying hex. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a fake one who does it <laughs> at home with his antique desk. Um Like, yeah, we don't sit here saying that we know everything. I'm constantly learning just by having the conversations we have by doing our seminars and things. And, again, that's what I mean I used to – I originally back in the day felt embarrassed if I'd get asked a question that I don't know the answer of because I felt then incompetent or inadequate. Mm. But now I feel excited by it because I'm confident enough within myself of the level – because I know I've worked hard. Yeah, yeah. To – yeah, to arm my, you know, forces. Mm. But – and now that that just stimulates me to keep moving forward, you know.
1: Yeah, which it should. Every coach. Yeah. I think if you're if you're really going to do well in this industry, like I get, I do get asked that question all the time. What
0: questions are? Like,
1: oh, you you know, how do you know all of this? Like, yeah. Like, whoa, you've got so much knowledge, but it's like I've been doing this for thirteen years. Mm. Like, like consistently, like looking and like putting in knowledge to my brain and like reading and attending seminars. Admitting
0: and, that you're wrong. Yeah. About something Ooh, that was admitting that you were wrong is is the best thing that can happen to you.
1: It's the best thing that can happen, but it it hasn't happened until this year.
0: <laughs> I still find that hard to believe.
1: Yeah, no, seriously, because it's such
0: a world away from the other description. What do you mean of your personality in the past or mm. your mindset, maybe? Because for me, it was um, again young personal trainer thought I had that shit figured out. Mm. I was the more – I was the bigger kid of the group and the friendship. You know what I mean? I Mm. had that status. But then you actually speak to someone who knows what they're talking about and you learn a little bit from them. Mm. And the more and more you learn, the more and more you realise you don't know. Oh, 100%. And so until you start that avenue, you realise that you are a grub.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we'll end today. (laughs) So anyway, I mean I guess – to finish, like to wrap that side of things up, um, my only advice to trainers or coaches would be, yeah, be humble. 100%. Be fucking tenacious though. Like dog to a bone tenacious. And,
0: and start being positive. Stop trying to cut other people's legs out from underneath yeah. them because people are doing the best that they can.
1: Doing the best that they can. And you know what? Collaboration is the key to success. So if you choose to stand alone, you're going to get nowhere Yeah. because you're just going to get knocked out. <laughs> You know, work with other people, um, be willing to to do things with people. As you said, learn from them. They'll learn from you. Mm-hmm. You never know. Um, I wish I had done those things much, 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 much earlier.
0: Yeah, start listening instead of talking.
1: Oh, that's a real problem for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> talking. We've probably been talking over the top of each other all podcast.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: All right, that's a wrap. Thanks again, Hols.
1: Pleasure. We'll be back.
0: I think we'll be back pretty regular, but no. we're here on the seventh September.
1: Yes, yes, ten to four.
0: So if you liked what we're saying,
1: jump on. What we're we talking, we're talking porn, abortions, the Just pill, the pill.
0: Um, we're talking drugs. psychedelic drugs. We're talking other recreational drugs, including amphetamines, marijuana, uh, probably mushrooms. Steroids. We're talking about steroids. We're going to talk about melanotan, I think um, you're going to talk
1: about melatonin.
0: Yeah well that shit's bad but anyway we'll save that for september 7th anything else that we're missing there um jake will go on a million (coughs) tangents so there'll be extras
1: yeah so instead of finishing at four it'll probably finish at seven
0: yeah probably (laughs) that's all right right, we've warned you thank you